Welcome into the first ever episode of Tribal Council Chat. Okay. We are your hosts, Bruce and Brett. And before we dive into today's show, we both thought we'd take a moment to, you know, introduce the show and ourselves. We've been friends for, I believe, a couple years now. Thanks to a fan group on Facebook called Survivor Fan Jury. Go check that out. Cool place. And, you know, after all that time texting about the show, creating content, and even joking about creating our own podcast or show sometime, we're finally here doing it. And so introducing myself, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Outside of Survivor, my interests are sports. I'm a huge fan of the St. Louis Cardinals and St. Louis Blues. And as for Survivor, because that's why we're all here right now, my favorite season is Survivor China, and my favorite player is a tie between Amanda Kimmel. For those of you watching this on YouTube, I'm wearing my Amanda sweatshirt right now. And my other favorite is Kelly Wentworth, who I also have a sweatshirt for. And, you know, Brett, I'm psyched for this. We, we're finally doing this after joking about it for so long. And we've reached our show's equivalent of the marooning in Survivor Borneo. It all starts here. Yeah, thanks so much, Bruce. I'm really excited about it as well. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Brett. I'm from Ottawa, Canada, um, which is, for those of you who aren't sure, about seven hours straight north drive from New York City. Um, Like Bruce said, I'm also pretty big into sports, but more on the other side of that big blue pond we have in the world. I'm a big Liverpool football club supporter. And then in Survivor, my favorite player is Michelle Fitzgerald. Growing up, I was also a big fan of Rudy Bosch back in the old days. I remember season one when it aired live, and I'm really excited to do this. Yeah, so I believe the first segment we had to dive into when we were planning this episode was about the Survivor 44 finale that just aired. So that was an amazing episode, really solid winner. What did you think of that? Definitely can't agree more. I was at the point where going in, I had no real idea, but from about the midway point of the season, I was really cheering for Yami. I'm so loved the result. What's your thoughts on his game and his win? I really liked it. There was a couple different points in the finale where I admittedly thought like, oh, I looking at the final three, Jam, Carolyn, and Heidi, there was a different moment for each of them where I'm like, okay, this is going to be the moment where they jump off of to introduce them as the winner. And my possibly my favorite moment of the finale was after Heidi had won final immunity, seeing Jam Jam going and like helping Carson so much with fire, knowing that there's a chance they could go against each other. He could be eliminating himself possibly. Because that's that was my moment for Jam Jam. Because the whole season, everyone's saying, "Oh, he everyone loves him." If he gets to the end, he wins. And now we're seeing why everyone loves him because he does stuff like that. Exactly, that was such a great moment. And then just building off that to see, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a future episode. But to see the actual fire making challenge that took place and how oh, yeah. he pull off the record was such a big surprise and amazing. She thought she might have a chance to. Yeah, and when she won fire, part of me thought she had just won the game right there, partially because we've seen the juries in four, specifically in 43 and 40. 40 was a little different because you had an edge of extinction player, so I'm okay with this on that one. 
But the 43 jury put such an emphasis on the fire-making competition, right or wrong. So I really thought Heidi might have won it there. And it turns out that it really didn't play a factor in anything. It's true. And maybe that's just too a big part of the mindset of the players today. And maybe as a result of what happened in 43, what happened in 40, and to a bigger extent, 38. Yeah. It could be maybe the pendulum could be reversing going towards future seasons as we look at the importance of the fire making challenge. And the thing with fire making, like throwing yourself in with 38 and 40, I get it because you have Chris Underwood and you have Natalie who are coming back from being voted out. They have to do that to kind of overshadow the fact that they got voted out. And for Chris, it worked. And had Natalie done that and gone in and beaten Tony, I feel like she probably wins the game, given some of the things like people like Rob said on the jury. That was like the one other thing she didn't do they were looking for. But, I mean, if you're in Heidi's case, or like with 43, it was Cass, there's really no reason to. Like, it doesn't, and we saw it with Heidi. She did it, and it still doesn't benefit her at all. And I'm exactly. guessing it probably wouldn't have changed anything in 43 either, despite what they were saying on the jury. Yeah, sometimes you're just trying to have a reason to justify whatever it is that you're campaigning for, and I agree it yeah. wouldn't have had much of a difference. At the end of the day, people still want to vote for whoever they feel is the most deserving player. Yeah. Whether that's the audience take or not is a totally different discussion. Well, and the audience will go nuts no matter what, because everyone has their own fan bases. We've yep. seen this on 43 through Survivor Facebook and Survivor Twitter. But at the end of the day, I feel like, I mean, you and I have both said this in the past, the jury can't really be wrong. Cause, yeah, absolutely. And we see an hour, soon to be 90 minutes, but we see an hour show once a week. They're there all the time. The jury really doesn't have to justify to the audience why they vote the way they do. Very true. And on that note, just before we move on, what's your thoughts? Are you excited for 90-minute episodes coming this fall? Yeah, that's going to be fun because, you know, like – I've kind of gotten behind the past couple weeks with school ending and preparing for my internship coming up because I'll be moving to live with some host families over there. But I was listening to Probst's On Fire podcast, and there was a couple of different things people would write in and say they missed, like the intro with the songs and everything, and him his previously on. And his answer was just, it takes up too much time. Because, like, yeah. if you have an hour, 45-minute show, 20 or 30 seconds is a lot. So, I mean, we're giving them an extra half hour now. So, to be able to see them expand their storytelling and what they can do with a bigger time allowance should be a lot of fun. Oh, it will be. Um, just to get, hopefully, so much more of an idea of what's going on so the fans actually see what the players are experiencing yeah. in at least a little bit of a clearer context will be a lot more better to understand when you see what's decisions are being made and for what reasons yeah and real quick before we move on because we've got something really cool for the next segment um because i mentioned probes podcast and because we were talking about fire earlier i know like and a lot of fans myself included have been very critical of the forced fire making twist itself but hearing him talk about it i kind of get the reasoning behind it now 
Because what he's saying is a lot of times the final four vote would be a shoe in People like Jesse last season would have gotten voted out if they didn't win the challenge, no question. So those people who are big targets like that, fire making, what Probst is saying, fire making kind of gives them an ex, like a more reasonable chance than trying to survive a clear 3-1 vote. Makes total sense. That being said, at the, when I was watching that fire making take place, I'm like, the moment of seeing Heidi do it in three minutes was amazing. Oh, yeah. But just imagine what we could have got of the Tika 3 voting against each other. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. I, I still would prefer a vote, but I kind of get where probes oh, yeah. are coming from now. I don't hate it anymore. It makes perfect sense to me as well. So our next segment, and for the audience, this segment won't always be a draft. It's a draft this time because that's what we came up with, but this will just kind of be a fun, gamey type of segment. We are drafting our own six-person tribes of New Era players. As, you know, another New Era season just ended. A lot of people online are doing their tier rankings of all the New Era players, which I haven't done yet just because it's so many players to have to try to sort through. So we will be drafting our own six-person tribes, three men, three women each from the New Era. And I, me and Brett talked about this before, and I told him he could have the first pick. So go ahead. So, like Bruce said, we'll be doing that. And also, just before I go and make my selection, um, we will be putting with some pros on really active in. So, we would love to you guys maybe go and vote who you on the draft at the end. Once, Yeah. And by the time this airs, our social medias will be up. That's Tribal Council Chat on Facebook. And let me look up the Instagram real quick because there's a period in it somewhere. Tribal Council on Instagram. And so take it away. And YouTube also, same name as the Facebook. Yeah. So let's get this draft started. And new era players, there's been a lot of good ones. Um, So it makes it definitely difficult pick um, when you're trying to pick one name out of a lot of people, but con mi premier selection, I have no other option but to take, in my opinion, the best player of the new era, Yam Yam Aracho. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So, you and me are both big Sydney fans. Part of why I gave you the first pick is I thought you were going to go with her. And mm-hmm. the person I'm taking at one, I knew would be available at number two. So, hence why I gave you your pick, but Jam Jam is a great pick. I mean, as we saw him preparing for fire making with Carson and throughout the season, he builds social bonds really well. If he gets to the end, there's a jury of however many people are on the jury that season that all love him right there. And he might have gotten a jury sweep if it hadn't been for Danny and Heidi just being so close like this during the game. So, absolutely. With my pick, I'm going for a player that will help my tribe win challenges, keep the tribe away from tribal council in the pre-merge. But I can also see playing well socially and strategically in the post-merge because he seems to get along with pretty much everyone other than one person. And you're going to know who that one person is when I say the name. But I am going with Survivor 41's Danny McRae with my first pick. Excellent pick. 
Um, Danny is definitely one of my favorite players. Great physical threat, great social threat. And watching him on the challenge has been a lot of fun lately. And see, you know who that one person is that he doesn't get along with. His partner on Challenge World Championships, which if you have Paramount Plus, go check that show out. So yeah, go check going? it out. His relationship with Tori Deal, who's an MTV legend, is pretty entertaining. I know. I was so excited when they got paired together because I'm a big fan of both of them. But that was just a hot mess of a partnership until the final. Yes, it was. So where are you going with your next pick? It's your pick. I just took Danny. Yeah, you get a snake draft. You get the third pick now. I take Oh, both. that's right. Sorry, I was thinking NFL draft for some reason where it's just the same no order. Problem. So, trying to decide if I want to go, because I have a list of men I want and a list of women I want. Trying to figure out if I want to take my second man. I think my first woman I'm targeting will still be available at my next pick. So, I'm going to go with, like Danny, another really well-rounded player. And... Helps and challenges, good socially and strategically, and that's Mike Turner of Survivor 42. And also he'll help out around camp a ton. He's a fireman. He can keep our fire, help keep our fire going also. Yeah, excellent pick. Um, I definitely was chewing for Mike last season at the end of the game, and he played a great game, so love the pick. I am, for my pick, going to take my first woman, I am also going to go to Survivor 42, and it's Lindsay Delashevitz. Oh, that's a good one. You scared me for a second, but the woman I'm taking, which will be my next pick, is from 43. So, Okay. And let me write that down. Um, And I'm going to... uh, It's it's me. Oh, it is. Sorry, I keep forgetting the order. Go ahead. No problem. So, yeah, definitely taking um, Lindsay in that role, I really thought starting the finale in 42 that she was probably a winner you could tell that she had strong jury management and also um was great in challenges going head to head with jonathan is not an easy task no and she was my winner pick going into finale night on 42 which so that's a really solid choice okay perfect so i will now um This is an interesting one. It is. You're in a good spot right now. Yeah, I am in a good spot. I think I'm going to round out the alliance, take my fellow Canadian and fellow 42 cast member, Omar Zahir. Oh, that's a good spot. one. I think he was one of the names I had written down, but that's okay. And Omar's a really solid pick. Um Marianne just caught him at the right time before he had a chance to fire. They were going to fire shots at each other at one point, and he just waited too long. But he, If he gets to the end, he wins. He's like Jess, like we talked about Jesse last season, Ricard in 41, just kind of that if they get to the end, they win, but they didn't manage their threat level. So there's no way they get there. And I will be too. With my next pick of Survivor 43, Noel Lambert, who is a player that didn't get a ton of airtime for some reason. But what we saw was super cool. She seems really likable. Like, she'd play a good social game. She killed it in challenges, especially considering 
two is on one leg for a lot of them. I mean, and one prosthetic leg for the other one, but still. And getting caught in that net was unfortunate, but watching her get out of it and come back, I believe that was the challenge. She pulled the huge comeback and won. If not, the yeah, fans will probably correct inspiring story. Yeah. So she'll be my third pick to go along with Danny and Mike. I love it. I'd love to see her get another chance to play again. Yeah. And with my fourth pick, I will be taking another female off the board that has did get more of the edit than Noel did and has proven to be really well-rounded player. As you can tell, that's what I'm going for. Just people that seem to excel at all three aspects, and that is Franny. Nice pick. Um, yeah, definitely good pick. Franny would, played a really good game. Um, thought she was going to go far, and it just blew up at the end, but very f physically strong, socially strong, and I mean, to be as dominant in the game as she was during a showmance is something that's never been done since Robin Ambu, so that's pretty impressive, too. Yeah, and I remember texting you as soon as that storyline revealed itself, that showmances are, I, I love the two of them together, but showmances are a terrible idea, and they still are, but that Franny made it pretty Franny. far. That didn't seem to affect either of their games that much. I mean, nope. you can make the argument that that's what got Matt voted out, but with tribes that small, because they split the tribe for that tribal, it's unpredictable anyway. So, where are you going next? Great pick. I'm next. Um, we talked about Danny on the challenge, and I'm going to go with someone I'm very excited to see on an upcoming season from Survivor 43, Cassidy Clark. Oh, that's a good one. That is a solid pick. I Going into the finale last season, I kind of just, for my prediction, I kind of mapped out what each of the five boots would be, who would win challenge. And the only thing I got wrong was that I thought she was going to win. And admittedly, as much as I like to mess with the Survivor fan base, at least online, for being incredibly inconsistent, when they say they want a bitter jury, then get mad at the 43 jury for claiming they're bitter. Cassidy would have gotten my jury vote too, but, but that's a really solid pick. Excellent. Um, so then moving on now, I need one male and one female left to pick. Um, I am going to now go for, from 41, Ricard Foyer. Oh, darn. That was next on my men's list. I figure that's what happened at some point, but... That's a really solid pick. And like I mentioned earlier, he was all season playing great. Him and Shan were a tight duo. And kind of with like with Marianne and Omer in 42, you know Ricard and Shan are going to take a shot at each other at some point. And Ricard picked his timing right and fired first. And I mean, if he makes it to final three, he wins in my mind. No question. But. The one flaw that he had was he didn't manage his threat level very well. Everyone knew how well he was playing. So when he didn't win immunity at five, everyone knew his game was over. But I like Ricard. I hope we see him back sometime. About five and thinking five's just become the old four. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, yeah. So it's my 
Let me see who I had next. Okay, so I'm choosing between a couple people here. I've been going overall pretty well-rounded players. This next player I'm picking is, I mean, he's still well-rounded. I don't want this to seem like a knock, but I'm mainly picking him because he was really great strategically on 43, and that is Jesse Lopez. Nice pick. Really solid, in my mind, a really solid person to add to this team. And let's, like, we saw a bit of his backstory and what he was playing for in his confessionals. Really inspiring story there, too. And again, like Ricard, if he gets to the end, Jesse wins 43, and nobody compl- has a complaint about the 43 jury in Final Tribal. But yeah, didn't manage his threat level very well. I mean, he kind I of... Nobody knew he had Janine's idol until he revealed it and voted Cody out with Cody's own idol and saved Owen with Janine's idol. But he pulled that move with too much time left and made himself public enemy number one. So, yes. I love that pick as someone who myself did my degree in university in political science. Jesse was my winner pick from day one. And going into finale, I thought, okay, maybe this is the first time since I went three in a row with Michelle, Adam, and Sarah that I was going to correctly predict the winner pregame. And it wasn't to be, but he played one of the best games at a new era. And frankly, I'm shocked that he's still on the board right now and not sure how I forgot about him. (laughs) Amazing. I, I didn't think Ricard would last as long as he did either. I'd love to see the two of them play together sometime because they're very oh, similar yeah. players in my head. But so this is interesting. I picked the, the next two lists. Up, like the, I got my top two women off my board I had written down. The next two were Lindsay and Cass, which you both took. So I'm going to go with a bit of an upset pick here. And just somebody I enjoyed watching, and she went out early. So... I want to see what she can actually do, and that's Janine. So very nice. I just I feel like she'd fit in with the vibe that my tribe seems to have pretty well. Yeah, I can't agree more. Great pick. I definitely thought she had a lot of potential and would be great again to see. And seeing her face at that tribal when Jesse revealed he had the idol the whole time because she thought it had went out with Dwight, I believe. So, I believe it is your pick to round it out now. Yeah, my pick to round it out is going to go with one of my favorite players that's an absolute robbed queen of this era. Um, I'm taking Sydney Siegel, and any of you, before you comment, can uh, hate me because you hate me. <laughs> and you and me have actually Zoomed. I, we Zoomed with her one time with another friend of ours, and... She was really nice to us, so... She was. And as you know from my own background and from reasons that I love watching Michelle and Sydney, both in the game but also outside the game, I'm a big traveler too. I've been to 30 countries the week before I turned 30 years old, so I'm always going to be drawn to players that I share that passion in life with to get out of our homes and see the world. Oh, yeah, for sure. So... For your tribe, so, and we'll put this up on our socials for you guys to vote on which tribe is better. Brett's tribe is Jam Jam, Lindsay, Omer, Cass, Ricard, and Sydney. And I've got Danny from 41, because there's two of them now. 
Mike Turner, Noel, Franny, Jesse, and Janine. So two really solid tribes. I'd love to see those tribes go head to head with each other sometime. Yeah, it would be fun. So we are now going to do, and many of you on Survivor Fan Julia have probably played this before, but our concluding segment for our first ever episode. It's gone really well so far. Oh, and that's around. what we call Ally, Blindside, and First Boot. Bruce is going to give me three players. I'm going to do the same thing to him, and you have to choose which player you'd want in your alliance, which player you'd blindside, and which player you would vote out first. Yep, this is a game I created just because I was bored one time and wanted to show off that I can think analytically about Survivor and just why give reasoning for why I chose these people. And it just kind of became a thing that took off. And anytime I post it, it gets popular and gets a lot of comments. So I will I'll, certainly feel free to comment below. We'd love to hear your selections yeah. as well. Or if you have... You know, names you want us to analyze, bring up on the podcast, or ideas for the fun segment, hit us up at tribalcouncilchat at gmail.com. So, Absolutely. Sir, I've been trying to figure this out since we picked the day we were f- going to take this. What three names? And there's just so many names throughout Survivor and players that we both like and don't like that my mind kind of went into overdrive. So I finally settled on three names, and I kind of forget what the rhyme or reason was to this, but there are three players you and I both really like. So Jonathan Penner, Andrea Belkey, and Sierra Easton slash Moret. It was Easton on the show. I think she's going by Moret now. Excellent three players. Um, I am going to have to say that I would ally with Andrea. I have chatted yeah. with her on zoom in a charity call with michelle and she is one of the sweetest people you will ever meet yeah would be a, an amazing alliance member and her experience in all three aspects of the game would go really far yeah and i um, love the other two but they're both kind of big movie and kind of unpredictable what they're gonna do that's exactly, so that's exactly my thoughts um I am going to, as we've seen it happen a couple of times before, um, use what's really happened in the game. And I'm going to blindside Jonathan and first boot Sierra. Yeah. Um, if Sierra can, as we all know, vote out her mom, she can vote out her alliance. Yeah. And um, Jonathan, I think, would be also a player that does have a lot of strategic experience, but that with his extensive experience in Hollywood would probably do really good at final and that I would not want to sit next to. Yeah. And like, he is really good socially, but you also, I mean, strategically, but you also see what happens in cook islands when he switches from rock back to I two doesn't necessarily handle that from a social game standpoint very well. And so, like I, Penner's one of my very favorite male players, but having him tied to me, if, if something like a Cook Island situation goes down, that's not something I could probably make my way through very well. Makes sense. Ready for use? Yeah. Okay, thinking about the new era and how much we've seen the same result happen over and over, I am going to give you your question between three recent one-vote finalists. Oh, geez. Okay. So, so your choices are um, Heidi, 
Okay. Mike Turner. Oh. And uh, Cassidy. I as soon as you, I was really as soon as you said Mike Turner, I was hoping you wouldn't make me choose between him and Cassidy because I love both of them. Um. See, this is interesting. I was about to say Mike Turner would be good because we've seen him get to the end and then not win, but that applies to all three of them, actually. So I can't use that logic like I normally And we've do. seen all three of them get a single vote. I know. And honestly, like, Marianne is a really solid player. Ray of Sunshine, this isn't anything in turn. Mike Turner probably would have gotten my jury vote even with the subpar final tribal performance. But so... I feel like I'm going to, well, I don't know. So, just because I feel like we didn't see Heidi as much as we saw the other two. The edit was very Matt and Franny heavy this season and then was basically 80% Tika from the Mert, from Franny getting out forward. I'll first boot Heidi just because I don't know as much about her game as the other two. Um. And see, the other two are really interesting to me because I want to align with both of them. But I feel like – so what, here's what I'm going to do. My, I just remembered Mike Turner's a fireman, and yeah. I kind of want to blindside him, merge, early merge, so that there's no risk of me facing him in fire. So ultimately I will first boot Heidi, blindside Mike Turner, and align with Cassidy. Very nice picks. Okay, and Zoom says we're running out of time. So to wrap things up, thank you guys for joining in, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, you can comment. So drop a comment what you think, what you want to see. And we will join you again for Tribal Council Chat. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening, and can't wait till the next one, Bruce. This was amazing. Yeah, can't wait, man. Can't wait. Uh -huh.